Hey, ladies and gents, this is Mike Headley. We're back on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. Just want to say we got another great treat for you. Learning about financing paying off debt. We got Tangie Sills, who's going to dive in deep and give us all her great secrets, how she was able to pay off a lot, a lot of money in a short period of time. Don't forget to like and subscribe on all social media platforms. Hit that thumbs up button. Let's go. Uh, that's right. Find out everything you want to know at the Headley Group Real Estate Show. Tune in, tune in for all the hotness. When it comes to real estate, we cover all topics. First time homebuyers selling your property. Want to build an empire? Real life monopoly. We talk duplexes, triplexes, multifamily units, and commercial investments. We got you. The Headley Group got you. You can own whatever you want. Who going to stop you? We got you. The Headley Group got you. Here's your host, Mike Headley. Hey, ladies and gents, this is Mike Headley. We are back live on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. I always tell you all the time that we have a treat. Um, we always stay in line with real estate, but this is going to be real estate, but this is the main thing that we need. We need to know about money. And we have a talented young lady. Uh, who, who's, I mean, I've been following her on, on IG and I was like, wow. I mean, her spirit, her energy and her knowledge is, is very impactful. I felt as though that that'd be great for our community. So I reached out to her. Let's give a warm welcome to a money mentor, educator, Tangi Sales. Hey. <laughs> thank you. you thank you. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Oh man, I am excited. And I wanted to, I want to say thank you for taking the time out for uh, coming on the show. And spooing us with all this great education you about to give us on money, money management. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. So before I, before we dive in, tell us about Tangi and tell us the the, the impressive which she has in her bio. She paid off thirty three thousand dollars. And what was that period of time? Eighteen months. Eighteen Year months. Was it college debt? Yes, it sure was. Tell us about it. Let's go. Yes. So hi, guys. My name is Tangie Seals. I am a money mentor and I was inspired to get into my line of work after I, like many people, kind of fell into this pitfall of being buried deep, deep, deep in debt. And I was able to take myself out of that. And I've just been and I'm still on my money journey. And just as I learn and grow, I like to share the things that I learn specifically with millennial women of color, because I feel that financial education, um, th there's kind of a gap of that amongst women and in communities of color. And so I like to help other people who look like me achieve their money goals. Mm -hmm. That's, that, that's a beautiful thing. So what I would like to know, Tan, cause one thing, well, one thing about the show, we keep it real too now. Like we rather be, you know, we ain't all tight. We, I, cause I think people are like that, you know? So right. that $33,000 give us the sacrifice. Cause I think that's the main thing people don't want to do. People want it now. I don't care. What was some of them sacrifices that you've done, if you don't mind sharing the story, that made you pay everything off? You're right. You're right. It's, um, it's funny because people will ask me a lot about like, oh, you paid off a lot of debt in such a short amount of time. That's mm. so great. That's so exciting. And it is great. and It is exciting, but it was mm. not at all a fun time for me. Mm -hmm. So usually when people bring that up, 
even my face, you know, when you mentioned it, my face, like I rolled my eyes. I was just like, oh my God, because that was not a fun <laughs> period gotcha, of gotcha. my life because mm. I'm, I'm one of those people I love, you know, massages and getting mm. my nails done. And I just, I like all that kind of pampering, um, mm. you know, self-care stuff. Mm. And, um, and I love to go out to eat and, and, you know, I'm just a person who kind of likes those lifestyle luxuries. You can kind of say, I'm not a big shopper, um, but okay. I like those experiences and I do love to travel a lot. Mm. And um, once I kind of got real with myself, I saw, uh, like, like a lot of people, you know, you, you graduate school and life is all great. You're like, yeah, I'm going to make so much money. Life's going to be wonderful. I'm going to be rich. Woohoo. And then your student loan servicer is like, congratulations, you have a degree. Now pay us our money back. We and, have hits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh -huh. And you're just like, Oh, it's not all sunshine and, and roses. You know, I got, I got, I got to mm. put on. I like to say, I have to put on my big girl panties and and get to work. Mm -hmm. And for a while, honestly, I I ignored it. You know, I kind of just wanted to, you know, hide. I like to say hide from my debt because it was just so much, and mm. I didn't know how. I just, it didn't seem feasible for me to be able to get out of that. Mm. Um, and then I did just kind of, one day I just got tired of being broke, quote unquote. And so mm. I, then I looked at my bank statements and, you know, your bank statements will give you a summary and it'll say, hey, this month you spent this percentage on food and this percentage on living and whatever else. And I saw that I was spending a lot of money dining out at restaurants and also mm. a lot of money, um, you know, getting my manicures and pedicures and, mm. and, and all of these things that are enjoyable and that, mm. you know, we deserve, but I just truly couldn't afford it at that time. And mm. so I saw, okay, you've got a mountain of debt over here, but you want to get your nails done every week. That doesn't mm. make sense. And um, I was also planning to buy a new car. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm grown now. I want to get my new car, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, this, this is stupid. This doesn't make any sense, especially because I had a car. My car, you know, my car was running. It was fine. It was functional. So I said, you know what? You need to separate your needs from your wants. I scratched that idea to get a new car and I had been saving up some money for it. And so I'd use that money as just like one, you know, lump sum toward my debt repayment. And once I saw my debt balance decrease, it was $5,000. And once I saw it decrease and I was like, Ooh, that felt good. It hurt. It hurt because I had to see $5,000 leave my bank account, right? And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't have it anymore. But gotcha. when I saw that balance decrease, it felt really good. And then I was more motivated to, you know, just tackle my debt. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot. Like um, my friends would go out to eat and I'd say, you know, oh, no, I'm going to stay in the house. So, you know, I was missing out on social gatherings. Mm. Hey, girl, we're going to the movies. Oh, no, I'm going to stay home and watch Netflix and Hulu, you know? So mm. it, was, it was saying no to a lot of things and a lot of experiences that are important to me and mean a lot to me. But, you know, you do, it does come with a sacrifice because if you keep doing what you've been doing, you're not going to get to where you want to be. Mm. So you're going to have to make some sacrifice. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to hurt a little bit, but it's going to get you to where you want to be in the end. Oh, my God. I mean, I, what you said so much there. We're going to unpack some of that. <laughs> yes, well, let's do it. <laughs> what, what, what I got with that was that put fun off for now. Right. Put put fun off for now. And this way we enjoy our harvest later on. But we got to plant them seeds. Absolutely. I love See, I see I talk a lot. So I just said all those 50 I do million too. words. And <laughs> exactly, I like the way yeah. that you just shortened that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that whenever I Well, oh, that's a good one. I, I just stole it from somebody else. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so so but the good thing about it is is that I, I just and like you said, you the social gatherings. Okay, so you 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 can't do that. What was that reaction like? The friends is like, hey, now nah, you're not gonna party with us. You're not going to enjoy this this food with us. And and I know you was a war in your mind. You're like, oh, I want to go. Like, how did you fight that? Yes. So 
the one thing about me is that I am such a, a loner and my friends and family know this is why I have few friends, um, but I'm, I'm an introvert. And so there, mm. honestly, for me, it was, it was a little bit easier than I think it is for some people to decline uh, certain invitations and things like that, because my people know, okay, well, Tangie likes to be left alone. If she says no, we're just going to let her do her thing. And, gotcha. you know, there isn't that pressure to, um, hey, but what? We haven't seen you. Hey, you need to come out. You need to come out. I didn't have that um, like a lot of people do. But, but I think that if you are that type of person where you usually are, you know, you're a social butterfly, you're always out and about and people are not used to you saying no to seeing them and hanging out with them, mm-hmm. share with them what your goal is, mm-hmm. share what you're doing. Um, I went on a trip earlier this year, kind of pre COVID time, just like a little road trip here in Texas. And, okay. um, there were, there was a, a couple who was supposed to come. It was a group trip. There's okay. a couple who was supposed to come and they make good money, but they said, Hey, you know, we're on a budget. We're working toward our goal of buying a house. So when they declined, you know, the invite of the group to come, we totally, we understood, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, that you don't, it's not that you don't like us. It's not that you don't want to hang out with Correct. us, but you're working towards something bigger and people who love you get that. Correct. People who love you, they want to see you win. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think sometimes it's just a matter of sharing what you're working on with other people. And then you'll see that you'll get a lot of support too from them. Again, if they're your true friends and they truly care about you, then mm. they'll want to see you progress. And so if you share that goal, then they'll know, okay, well, hey, we're going to let her do her thing. We're not going to beg and plead for her to come out and waste money with us. Well, well, and, and speaking on that, because I, I think I've experienced uh, with myself is as you go through your progress, everybody won't be on the same page. So, so you'll lose some people along the journey. I call it the train ride. So it was like some people on for two, for a couple of stops and some people there to go all the way. Right. So did that happen to you in terms of, okay, now, you know, Lisa or Eric, they was there for a short period of time. And now why are you going on this financial journey? For sure, for sure. There were some people and, and even one friend in particular, I was thinking about her earlier because I, I miss her. I need to, I need to reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was just like whenever I was kind of early on just realizing like I am not being smart with my money. Mm-hmm. And I knew it. And I'm someone, um, you know, like a lot of people, I was raised by a single mom, didn't grow mm-hmm. up with money. And, mm-hmm. and, and I felt that, you know, like I, I knew why we were in the position that we were in and I didn't want to make a lot of those same mistakes that like my mom made and some of my family members made with money. And so once I kind of realized that I was doing that, um, it, you know, I started to make that shift. And because of that, it did cause me to, at least with one really close friend who I, 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 I love dearly, but we just, she, she, she is that person. She's just more out and about, more like into things. And it was gotcha. kind of early on in us building um, just kind of building our own brands, you know, just on, on social media and different Correct. things. And, and, you know, that can be expensive early on. You can be spending a lot of money on things mm-hmm. and, um, and sometimes unnecessary things. And, and so there was a lot of things she was wanting to do. Oh, let's go, um, let's go get this, rent this, sign this contract for this co-working space and let's go do pay for this thing and let's have this event and no one's even bought a ticket and let's go, you know, like all these things. And I'm like, no, like th- this doesn't make sense. You know, at first I was like, okay, yeah, this is fun. This is fun. And I was like, no, this, this doesn't make sense. We already have no money. I don't want to keep wasting my money. And then, you know, and then on top of that, it was a lot of like, Hey, let's go out. Let's do this. Let's wear this outfit. And let's just buy. And I'm like, no, I don't want to shop. I don't want to spend more money on things mm. that aren't necessary. I don't want to spend money on things that aren't making me money. Mm. Right. So it's just kind of a, a, a plug, but just like a, or a ship with like a leak that, you know, needs to be plugged. And so I kind of felt like, you know, we're, we're wasting money here. And I just finally was just like, I can't, I mm. can't do this. It's, it's not fitting into what my bigger goal is. And so, yeah, it's actually been 
years since we've spoken wow. and yeah yeah and and now that you know I mean I've accomplished a lot of my goals and of course we're always working on new new ones but Correct. I'm like I need to reach out to her and kind of see how she's doing because that Correct. was the only problem you know it wasn't any other issues but it was just like I need to be like I need to have tunnel vision and focus on this goal I can't right. have any distractions and any any riffraff but yeah it did kind of cause me to lose someone very very dear and mm. and that can be tough you know I, I understand for a lot of people that can be tough but I always say and and sometimes people disagree with this but like you have to be selfish and I don't think women it's funny we have this stereotype mm. of being selfish you know our boyfriends mm. husbands whatever will call mm. us selfish but mm. we're actually not women mm. have a very very hard time putting ourselves and our needs first mm. and I'm not that girl mm. like I am the queen of like shutting everything down whenever it comes to protecting me and my goals and my safety and my happiness I, I'm, I'm very fine with kind of removing whatever I need to remove from my life. And I think that while you're working on a big goal, I mm. think that more, not just women, but men too, I think more people right. need to remember, well, um, you know, I can go hang, I can go to the mall with you and buy stuff, but if that doesn't, oh, sorry. sorry. That's okay. I was wondering what was happening here. That's fine. That's fine. I keep taking yeah. to keep the creeps from spying on me. That's fine. Um, oh, got you, got you. We not heard about that, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> that you got to block you got it was a movie with that but anyway go ahead you, yeah you got to keep it you look you got to keep crazy that. people people Correct. are crazy um, <laughs> but, but yeah you know if something is not serving you if Correct. something's not serving you it's okay to say no mm. it's okay mm. to say no it's okay to be selfish and mm. and if these people do kind of come back into your life later on then great it was meant to me but it was meant to be but you do need to put yourself first and focus on whatever you're trying to achieve i think someone who's always like a people pleaser a lot of a lot of times those people are depleted of their energy and they're not mm -hmm. actually moving toward where they want to go they a lot of times when i see people who are like that they're in a period of stagnation and sometimes for years and i'm like mm -hmm. well you've been working on this one goal for for 10 years and yet you're still, you know, giving everyone your time and your attention and your energy, but what's left for you. And I like to reserve the majority for me. And then whatever's left over, that's what I can give to the people around me. Mm. You, you, I mean, again, so much, so much with that, with that, with that answer, I got to scale back and, and just to agree with you. You took the words right out of my mouth. I think when you got priorities, that's, that's so important to you. You got to be selfish. You can't be everywhere and somewhere at the same time. You have to be selfish with your time. Get you together, then you're able to help someone else. Another thing right. you 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 said that illuminated my brain. I think from the financial world, Warren Buffett said that one of the best words he liked is saying no, <laughs> right? And, and you would think you were like, well, how did you know? You, you, like you're about 34 richest guy in the world. How are you so <laughs> successful when you say no all the time? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but, but he said along the journey, because I read one of his books, so many books he got out there. I read one of his books and he talked about how saying no has helped him through his whole business journey. So I digress with that. Where'd you go to school and what did you I major in? I went to the University of Texas and okay. I double majored in um, international relations and economics. Economics. Okay. So, so now economics, we're going to shift over to the money. So yes. did, when you was doing economics, did that at all uh, uh, um, spark it then to say, or was it really just a student loan when real world hit you? Like when did that yeah. spark come from? Yeah, it was, it was real world that hit me, you know, like, 
a lot of people, and I, I don't know how school is, is taught now. You know, it's, it's always changing. I have like younger cousins and nieces and everyone from mm. who are in high school all the way to college now. And I'm always mm. asking questions about how, what the curriculum like looks Correct. like. Correct. But I know when I was in school, whenever you're taught about economics, money, finance, whatever, it's always, well, not, I won't say always, but typically from a, um, either like a, like a government level. And that's kind of what my, my focus was because I double majored in international relations. Okay. So we talk a lot about um, economics globally, mm-hmm. macro and micro. Mm-hmm. And um, finance, a lot of times is taught just about based on corporate finance. Correct. And so we're learning really, really important things and really, really valuable things about how money works in the world and in mm-hmm. businesses. But mm-hmm. that doesn't always trickle down to how it works in our personal lives. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that how it works in our personal lives is most important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it, it's weird, you know, sometimes I, I know a lot of people who studied accounting, right? And they can balance someone's books and assets and liabilities like no other, but they can't seem to manage a budget for themselves horrible with it yeah yeah I I know so yeah I I personally know someone who is an accountant and Mm. she is in so much debt and eventually yeah um, at one point can no longer even afford to live on her own and has to move in with someone I mean crazy good you know knowledgeable knowledgeable about accounting and corporate accounting and can probably run a business but Mm. just couldn't even manage her life Mm. um or her her personal finances I Mm -hmm. should say and so Mm -hmm. yeah I it wasn't um school I guess that kind of prompted my interest because I hadn't been put in a situation yet to where I actually had to manage money it was just like okay, I'm in school, my, my rent is paid for my apartment and I have mm. food to eat. But you know, you're not thinking about investments. You're not thinking about just yeah. kind of longer term things at that mm-hmm. point. You're just mm-hmm. like, can I eat food today? And can I have fun on my weekends? And if that's Fine. okay, then, then you're cool. Exactly. That's it. That's it. Uh-huh. Exactly. And so, yeah, once I kind of hit real world, that's when it was just like a slap in the face and, and, and you know, reality just hit me. And I knew that I needed to make a change and learn how to manage money for myself. And it's, it's so weird as someone who studied money and I, I still didn't know, like, I didn't even know where to start. I kind of had mm. to figure things out and trial and error, but I had no basis for it. And so mm. I do think that that's um, um, kind of an area of opportunity with the education system. I think Correct. that it should almost be mandatory. Correct. For us to learn, even in high school, because not everyone goes to college. Um, exactly. In, in, mm-hmm. in, you know, high school, we should be learning just the basics of, you know, money management one-on-one. Here's how you manage a budget. Here's how you manage your lifestyle. But mm. yeah, it was real world that, that kind of, let me know like, Hey, you need to snap out of this. You're not a kid anymore. You need to grow up and take mm. charge of your life. Okay. Okay. Now we got that great back in the story. Now, now we're going to dig into the insight and the knowledge and direction that uh tangent can put out there. So what would you say for somebody saying, uh, okay, I'm out of school, been out of school two or three years now, or somebody that's fresh out of school, got this debt. Uh, I'm in debt 40, 50, $60,000. Cause I went from bachelor's. I went in and got my master's. I, or just got a master's. So I have all this debt uh, and I got a job paying me $45,000 a year and I got to eat. And uh, I like nice, I like to get my hair done, like get a haircut, I like nice clothes, but I want to get out of debt. What is some great advice that Tangie would tell them? Well, if you like nice clothes, you already have nice clothes. So stop buying new nice clothes. Mm. Um, but mm. yes, so if that is, if, if you're someone who you, you do have, especially when your debt exceeds your annual income, mm. you have a problem. Mm. Like that, that's, a, that's a problem that needs immediate 
attention. In my opinion, that's not something that you can just ignore. Hey, I make $45,000, but I'm in $60,000 worth of debt. Mm. Like that's going to take you many, many years to pay off just for the simple fact that you don't even make enough. Even if you spent none of your annual salary, you okay. still can't even, you know, cover, cover your debt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for someone in that position, then I would say, well, are your basic needs met? Can you afford a place to stay? Can you Mm. afford food to eat, transportation to and from your job? If you have all of those things, and and another thing too, this is kind of a side note. um, Do you have a safe place to stay that is not breaking breaking the bank either? Mm. Because I know when I graduated, you've been to Dallas, you know, Uptown's the cool place where all the young people want to be. That's right. Mm -hmm. And I knew, I was like, oh, I want an Uptown apartment and the new place and it's going to be so cool with all Mm -hmm. these amenities. Mm-hmm. But if you can't afford that, you know, if, if your take home pay is $3,500 a month, you can't afford a $2,000 a month apartment. You, you just can't afford it. So I'm not saying that you need to go and live somewhere where maybe you feel um, entirely uncomfortable or maybe entirely unsafe. But mm-hmm. that's the first thing I do see a lot of people do. A lot of young people specifically mm-hmm. are spending mm-hmm. way too much mm-hmm. on housing. And mm-hmm. it's because they want to live in a nice place. And I'm like, you better, you know, go go north a little bit or south a little bit. You know, get kind of get on the outskirts. Get yourself Correct. a nice safe place to stay. Correct. And, you know, maybe save $300 a month on your rent mm-hmm. if possible because you're throwing that money back, you know, in, into your budget or that money could be used toward your debt. So make sure you're living within your means instead of trying to be cute and trying to show off for Mm. people who don't even matter you stop trying to show off for people who don't pay your bills yeah yeah it, it it's because when I thought about why I wanted that you know why did I want this new car why did I want the cool apartment I was like well I actually don't care bingo I, I don't care if I'm safe if I have a safe place to stay and my car is safe and it's not going to break down on the side of the road I'm I'm fine and so, so that's important. Um, make sure that you are not driving a car that you can't afford. I feel like those are two places where people splurge that are so easy to cut back on. Mm-hmm. You know, you could save hundreds of dollars, sometimes even a thousand bucks a month if you just get a car that you can actually afford and you mm-hmm. rent an apartment you can actually afford. Um, and then take out those uh, unnecessary expenses. So if you have clothes to where to work, you know, they, they look decent, they're within your company's dress code, that you don't need to keep buying things. So I think it's just a matter of being disciplined and resisting the temptation to go and do all these unnecessary things. But whenever you're in debt and you're trying to pay off debt, you need to just make sure the basics are covered, cut mm-hmm. out the temptation to do everything else. And, and I know hair, you mentioned haircuts and getting your that's hair right. done. I know that's a big deal. I know that's a big deal, especially in the mm-hmm. black community. And there's, mm-hmm. it's layered. You know, there's so Correct. many reasons why our hair is important Correct. because it's not just a vanity um, thing. But so I don't know anything about haircuts. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know anything about well, that. Well, well, my point in saying that is just the fact of just saving a dollar. And do you really need it? Or, or, or can, you, can you say, I got, this, I got this bill here. I'm spending $45 a week, let's say for guys haircut between $20 to $35, $40 a week. So say if somebody's getting a haircut every week and the haircut is $40, but I know I, I'm trying to pay down this debt. Can you get a haircut once a month or twice a month versus every week? So now you're spending $160 a month on a haircut. The sacrifice part, which you talked about earlier. So that's why. Right, know. right. And that's why I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm like, I don't know how long y'all can go without a haircut, but Correct. if you can. So for instance, nails. Um, mm-hmm. one of my sisters, I was talking to her cause she's always talking about, you know, money, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. And one of the things she mentioned that she started doing, so she, she hasn't stopped getting her nails done mm-hmm. entirely, but she's like, okay, well, you know, my nails, you know, they, my, 
my, I like getting my, my manicure and my pedicure, but I don't need to go get my pedicure every two weeks. You know, she started to stretch it to once a month. Mm. And I was like, yeah, why? You wear closed toe shoes, it's the winter time, you know? I'm like, you, you can wear closed yeah. toe shoes until March, maybe even Correct. April. Correct. You don't need to get a, a pedicure every week or every two weeks if you can you know health if it's healthy i guess enough i guess Correct. different, different positions exactly. right Good of point. course but you know if you're if you're healthy enough to where you can get your pedicure every four weeks then do that mm. you know because instead of spending you know now you're spending 60 bucks a month maybe on that instead of 120 dollars a month mm. or so mm. so yeah those little things you you can cut out like i said i realized i was spending hundreds of dollars every month on getting my nails done and mm. I love, 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 love. My nails are done now. I got Correct. my Halloween nails. Like I Correct. love, Correct. that's something Correct. that I love. But that for me, when I was drowning in debt, that was stupid. Mm. It was a stupid purchase. My nails don't do anything. Mm. My nails don't bring me income. My mm. nails don't, they don't do anything but make me happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And most people probably don't care about my nails. I care a lot about my nails. Most people Correct. around you don't care about your nails. Correct. And honestly, most people around you, um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe your friends and stuff in the black community or so, but for the most part, most people don't care about your haircut. Not the slightest. People you know? don't care. Yeah, I, I do not care. And so um, I think you do have to kind of acknowledge that, you know, you can still have the things you want in moderation. Maybe you don't want to completely quit everything cold turkey. Maybe that's too much for you, mm-hmm. but you can at least cut back. And, and, and stretch things a little bit further because you'll, you'll be surprised. Like you said, if you get two haircuts a month instead of four, mm-hmm. that puts a lot of money you know, back into your bank account each month. And that money can be redirected toward paying off debt or maybe investing or you know, saving to buy your first home. But that money can be used toward going toward your goals. And one thing that you'll find, like one thing that I've noticed and mm-hmm. is that some of the things that I cut out are things that I realize I can actually live without. Live without. Exactly. Uh huh. Uh huh. And it's it's surprising because now I'm like, well, like I don't have debt anymore. I'm I'm making more money um, mm. than I, I was in the past, and I'm also spending less money. And mm. so it's just like, wow, I, I have you know my net worth is growing a lot lot faster because Correct. I learned you know it's hard at first to get rid of those things we're used to, but once you do, sometimes you're like, I don't need that. I don't need to get my car washed. Um, maybe for a guy, maybe guys, y'all do y'all care. But, gotcha, um, gotcha. <laughs> it, rain, gotcha. it rains or whatever. Uh, I'm like, I don't need to get my car washed every week. Like I can mm-hmm. go every other week and or, or once a month with that, you know, cause I don't really care about what Correct. the outside of my car looks Correct. like. So yeah, you, you can just see what, what's important to you, what's not and see, you know, if you can live without something, get rid of it. If you can't just kind of stretch it to make your dollar go further. That way you just have, you have more money, you know, saved for you. Well, you know, some again, you said so much there. I got to just do a little bit of peeling back. Yes. One thing you said, I think, particularly uh, uh, us of, of color, which is sometimes our downfall, is the impressing of other people, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we, we want to impress. There's nothing wrong with looking good. You know, I think we was made to always look good. And, but you can do that on a budget if you are in them strict, strict areas where though you know you got all this debt so are you really doing it for yourself or are you really doing it for the for the people right so mm-hmm. like you said earlier they don't people don't really care <laughs> okay less <laughs> about that hey guys thank you for watching our show we're gonna interrupt you real quickly we are in the business of referrals if you know someone looking to buy or sell residential or commercial here in the north carolina area refer us we really appreciate that so transition income in terms of uh, 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 training, academy, what do you do to benefit 
I guess, financially. Now, I guess I ain't trying to get on your business, but how do you, if somebody says, well, what does Tangie do? How did she get out of debt? What money, was she, what job she was on? Yes, so when I was paying off debt, so it was shortly after college, so I did have a full-time job at that okay. point, and then I was also, you know, side hustling, as, as people say, and doing um, social media work and, okay. um, you know, as working as like a brand strategist with different companies. Okay. So, and I did that mainly because I was like, how can I make as much money as possible mm. to direct toward my debt? So mm. I was tired a lot. You know, it was, it was definitely again, back in that not so fun time for me um, because I knew, well, how, how do you pay off debt? How do you grow your net worth? You decrease your expenses, but you also can increase your income or you can mm. do both at the same time. And if you can do both at the same time, then you can, you know, speed up that process a lot faster. So mm -hmm. yes, I was working full time and I did have a side hustle like a lot of people do these days, mm -hmm. which, you know, if, if there is something that you're good at or something that you're passionate about and something that you can monetize, mm -hmm. um, I say you should do it anyway, whether you're in debt or not. Mm -hmm. But uh, certainly if you, if you are trying to pay off debt or again, working toward another financial goal, if it's not going to completely deplete you, um, you know, I say, I say, go for it. Now, during that time, I will say, I don't think I did it quite the right way. Like I, again, I was tired a lot, but being tired, you can get over that. Um, that's nice. to me, that's, that's not a big deal. Um, but it did start to kind of impact my health in some ways. And okay. so, you know, don't, don't, um, don't sacrifice your health for the right. sake of paying off a student loan. Like mm -hmm. you have the rest of your life. To, well, I don't know what the rest of your life, whatever the term of Correct. your loan is, you, you have that. So of course I, um, I like to they, say they, they, they want it to be the rest of your life. <laughs> they want they it do. to be. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But we're not going to allow that to happen. But um, yeah. So, so yeah, work your butt off to increase your income if you can, or ha add multiple sources of income. But I just like to warn and advise people don't deplete yourself. Um, don't completely drain your energy and don't sacrifice your health for anything mm. ever. Mm. You know, nothing's more important than your health and your well-being. Do, um, do people reach out to you and say, hey, Tangie, I, I need help. I need account. Because what, I, what I've realized in just in, in, in a real estate realm, well, not just in real estate, just in general, I think um, people want to be held accountable, right? Because they lack the discipline, right? And, and so it's like, okay, well, we, we can, you know, we can set up a coaching call, which is I don't charge nobody, but I mean, we can set up a call. Anything I can do to help you get from point A instead of point B, C, and D. So do you do any of that just in case our viewers say, hey, listen, I want to reach out to her because she, look like, she looks like me. She's somebody I can relate to. She can hold me accountable. Does that play, does that work in your realm at all? Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up because it's something that is starting to I'm starting to get more more of those questions. Really? It would be like, oh, here's this DM, um, and I'll respond to you back. Or here's this email, okay, I'll respond to you back. But I do realize, you know, I'm starting to realize, like you said, people are needing more accountability. People are saying, you know, hey, this one email is just not enough. Let's take this a step further. So I actually am working on um, a program so that I can provide a service where I do awesome. more of that, that awesome. mentoring longer term. Exactly. So yeah, anyone that has any questions, definitely feel free to reach out to me. I do respond. You see, I respond to my DMs. Well, well, I do respond well, to well, my emails. Well, well, okay, I got to say something to that. One thing we keep it real on the show. She, she did respond. Took about a week and a half. But, uh, that, but it was fine. But I know she was extremely busy, but I'm very, very appreciative that she did respond because we get some people don't even respond. But thank you again for that. Um, yeah, because I had to ask that because I know people will ask after the mm -hmm. show, uh, even though we'll have all your information. Um, hey, I want to reach out to her and then she might be able to give me some coaching to help me out. Yeah, yeah. And please do. Please do. And one thing that I do always like to 
um, anytime I do like some like an interview or anything, I like to okay. tell people like I, I think sometimes when we when we listen to a podcast or we watch you know someone's show, we see the guest as someone who's like in this special position or, or maybe Correct. that's just me. I know, no, 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 I get it. I feel, I feel that. I see what you're saying. I see, I see where you're going yeah. with. Yeah, right, right. And so sometimes you're just like, oh, okay, well, like they, they've made it. They, mm. I, I don't want to ask them, or they maybe they can't quite relate. And and that's definitely not not true. Like I don't consider. Um, I don't think I'll ever have to consider myself to have ever made it. So to speak again, I'm always working toward new goals and I think we should always be working on improving ourselves and, and, and just getting better, getting better in our lives. But um, yeah, I'm still on my financial journey too. Correct. You know, Correct. just cause I paid off debt doesn't mean like, okay, you paid off debt. Yay. You did it. Like, <laughs> I know. Right. You're, yeah, yeah exactly, like you're, you're exactly. just popping now. I'm like, no, that, that's not, that's not quite Correct. the case, you know, because investing is really important to me now. Building my net worth is really important to me now. Expanding my real estate portfolio is really important Correct. to me. So I'm still on this journey of learning more about money and about finances. So just because I, you know, I, I transitioned out of one phase of my life, like I'm still doing this. Mm -hmm. So yeah, don't, don't feel, if anyone out there is like me, and sometimes you kind of feel like a, Oh my gosh, they know so much. I, they're they're not they're not relatable or approachable. Don't Correct. feel that way at all about me. Please feel mm. free to reach out, DM, email anytime, and I'm happy to chat. Gotcha. As long as it's respectable, guys, we're gonna put that out there. <laughs> yeah. So so let's transition to the investment world, the investment thing. Um, what kind of investments you have ongoing, and what do you kind of see yourself where you want to go with the goals, or enlighten us with that. Yeah, so kind of on the, the the grand level. So I do invest. I think investing, we think of kind of two camps, and you invest in securities, you know, so stocks, bonds, index right. funds, and things like that, and real estate. Um, mm -hmm. I got started first with investing in stocks and bonds, just okay. because I think that's easier. You can do that at a smaller um, stake. It was easier for me. Right. I, you know, again, everyone. No, you know, you're right though. You're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone's different. You, you can start investing a lot of times with five five dollars, whereas Correct. I you can't always go buy a house with $5 or go buy some land. So, um, and I wasn't even thinking about real estate investing. I didn't even know anything about it. Um, to be honest, a lot of people that I know just in my family, they are not investors and not even homeowners. Mm -hmm. So, um, a lot of it was brand new to me. And, um, but again, yeah, starting investing in the market was easier. I was like, Oh, I, I just need, I just need uh, $1 to open my Robinhood account. I was like, okay, I can, I can do this. Okay. Um, and then I started to learn more about it and just take it more seriously. You mentioned Warren Buffett earlier, who I'm obsessed with. Mm. I'm obsessed with Warren Buffett. And I, I, I read a lot of money books. And one thing Correct. that you know, you'll have a lot of uh, money experts, so to speak, and they all have different advice and uh, they use different methods to accumulate wealth. But one thing that they've all done is that they do invest in the market. Even the most successful real estate investors that, that are out there, a lot of them Facts. still do invest in stocks. They don't always oh, say they, it. Yeah, they don't say they, it. Gotcha. Yeah, they don't say it because you got to highlight Correct. one, right? But they, they invest mm. in the market. So I started Correct. investing in the market again because, like I said, it was just easier. The barrier to entry was lower. Mm -hmm. And then as I kind of got comfortable with being able to make those decisions for myself quickly, you know, I could, I, I learned how to quickly identify, okay, is this a company that I want to invest in? How much money mm -hmm. do I want to invest? Do I want to do this now? Do I want to wait? Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Once I got comfortable with making those decisions, then that's when I set my sights on real estate um, mm -hmm. because I think that's a, that's an area too, where you have the people who like to talk about stocks all day, but what they Correct. don't tell you is that they are also typically big real estate investors, investors. too. So Correct. I, the way I see it, um, some of the most successful people and wealthiest people in the world, they do both. And I said, well, hey, right. if I want to be successful and I want to be wealthy, 
I should be doing what those people are doing. So real estate has been a, a lot of my focus now just because, um, and, and let me tell you, oh my God, what real estate's a headache. I, I've enjoyed it, but uh, I'm still in the phase of, you know, where I, I do own property and I do invest in REITs, okay. but it's still, I'm not comfortable. Oh, 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 like we, 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 we got to interject. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us what a REIT is. People's oh, got to know what a REIT is. Yes. Yes. A REIT is a real estate investment trust. So, and I should mention, that's how I got started actually investing in, in real estate. Okay. Um, was through REITs. Again, I didn't have any money to like a lump sum of cash to just go buy something to go buy property. And I also had no idea how to finance real estate deals. And so, excuse me, um, I started by investing in REITs. And so again, a REIT is a real estate investment trust. And basically what that does is that just pulls money together from Mm -hmm. various investors. So maybe you have $500 you want to invest. Somebody else has thousand dollars that they want to invest and this is happening at a big scale mm. um not just you know five people pulling their Correct. pulling their money Correct. together exactly exactly um and so and and uh you know then then that's when maybe a, a commercial building is purchased you know like an apartment building or an office building and um whenever that property is um sold or whenever it grows in value they kind of a lot of real estate investment trust companies, they do things in, in different ways. And I do invest in a few. Um, but whenever there is something lucrative that happens with that deal, then you'll get, you'll get some, some money back from it, from the sale or from, you know, dividends. And you made this purchase via where? Via, so I started with Fundrise. I know that there are a few others out there. Okay. Um, one thing too, to, well, what shifted me from focusing primarily on investing in REITs is because I did want something of my own too. So again, REITs was, for me, I was like, okay, I can start investing in real estate. The barrier entry is low. Mm -hmm. I am, I'm kind of a little bit more protected, right? Than if I go and do a deal on my own. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to go do that, kind of get my feet wet. And once I got comfortable with it, that's when I moved on to the next step of, of, you know, having my own property. But, um, so yeah, I think that if you are interested in investing in real estate, I know a lot of people don't even invest in REITs at all, Correct. but it was just something that kind of helped me get comfortable with terminology and, and I mm. have made money back from it too. That's so, uh, you know, I, it, it's been lucrative. It's been something that has been successful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, but yeah, it helped me get comfortable. I'm a very financially conservative person. And so I'm not a person who's like, oh, you did that. You made a whole bunch of money. Great. I'm going to go do it tomorrow. Like I, I move, I move slow. And so I like to take kind of baby steps and, um, but yeah, and now, now kind of entering this world of actually having a physical property that's yours Mm -hmm. and and, and the responsibilities that come with that. Um, that's definitely been like a, I'll say fun fun at times in terms of seeing the the, just the the growth and knowledge that you have and Mm -hmm. and the the income and also the income potential but they're deaf for me for me it's definitely a lot of work too Mm -hmm. so i know real estate investing you know you see the cool things on twitter and you see the cool things on instagram yeah oh my gosh it's the facade that's what i say i need i need to give you the facade then i want you to swipe up and buy this program right exactly exactly and not talking about you know spending your i spent this saturday all day saturday beautiful day great day and then we had all this cold weather so it was my last day to be happy Mm -hmm. and i spent all that time with realtors all that time going around viewing properties and all that time talking to lenders and i was just like 
it was a good Saturday, right? A productive Saturday, but I was like, that's not fun for me. (laughs) That's not fun Mm -hmm. for me. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was like, okay, this is, this is the way it goes. And this is my first time doing something completely by myself. Mm. myself. I'm not married. I don't have, um, you know, a husband who's kind of making these choices with me. My dad is not dictating. Like it's all me a hundred percent. Okay. And so, so yeah, I think that that's one thing to be mindful of. I think that everybody should invest assuming that their financial situation suits it. I think that investing is, it is the ultimate way to build wealth. It's, It's honestly, one of the only proven ways to build mm. to build wealth. I mean, since centuries ago, that's mm. how people were were building wealth. So Correct. you sh- you should definitely be investing. But I don't like the um, kind of pretty like foo foo picture that I think a lot of people paint of investing um, mm. online. Like it, it's stressful. This week, this week, it, you know, you might have even like looked at your own holdings. You're like, whoa the value of my portfolio decreased a lot, <laughs> a right. lot this week. Um, when, when the pandemic first happened, I was in the red, like all the money I'd ever made investing, like I was in the hole and oh, it wow. was just like, oh my God. And, cool. and then, then I got happy because I was like, wait, this is a great opportunity to go invest more. But right. at first it was just like, oh my gosh. So what do I do? Yeah, what do I do? So mm-hmm. there's definitely like an emotional roller coaster that comes with investing in the market and mm-hmm. in real estate. And mm-hmm. I do like people to be aware of that. Like it's not just fun. Money is fun. We love money. Correct. But it's a lot of work. It's a, a lot, lot of work, work that goes into it. Mm, a lot of people don't get that part. We're going to shift to, to the, you said Robin Hood, right? Yeah. Tell us about Robin Hood because you know, that was a part of your, the, 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 the many videos and pictures you have on IG, which we, you mentioned Robin Hood a lot. How has Robin Hood been a blessing to you? And tell us what Robin Hood is. Robin Hood is my best friend. Robin Hood is an investing app and it's, it's simple. It's made investing accessible to a lot of us. I like to say little people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there mm-hmm. was a time where investing was only a rich man's game. And you got to call a guy up. Hey, invest this. Exactly. Exactly. And good luck getting a broker to even give you the time of day. If you don't have, you know, if you're not already an accredited investor, you don't already have, you know, um, a million dollars invested or the super high net worth, you know, so good good luck getting someone to take you seriously. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so Robinhood is awesome because it's, it's, it's great for, it's, it's a robo-advisor also. So it does kind of give you a lot of information on investing, but with Robinhood, you can start investing with a dollar. Robinhood is how I act actually got started investing. That was the first Mm. account that I opened up because Mm. again, I was able to start with just a little bit of money. And because it's a robo advisor, it does give me a lot of information in this, in my app. You know, I I can just use my phone and learn about a company, learn about their history, learn Mm. about recent news going on with them. And I can kind of, I see their 52 week high, the 52 week low. I know what they're selling out today. I get buy, sell, hold uh, recommendations. So especially for someone who's new and you're not comfortable completely deciding those things for yourself, it does help to see all of that information in one space. And so, yeah, Robinhood has been golden for me. And once I got, it allowed me to get comfortable. And um, I don't know if you have experience with Robinhood or any of the other I have, I have, I have, I have. Yes. And so- if you've seen the, their user interface versus the user interface versus, um, I'll say Fidelity because I do have an account with okay. Fidelity. So I don't want anyone to think I'm saying anything bad. I do love Fidelity. Okay. But their user interface versus the Robert user interface is very, very different. Um, what I, go, I can't even, I, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm not tech savvy. I can't even function like I can't make these choices using my Fidelity app. I, it's okay. so confusing for me. It's super old school, I feel like. And I'm like, gotcha. I don't know what this is. 
And my Robinhood app, I'm just in there all day, like all day pushing, on okay, I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna sell, I'm gonna go do this. So I think it's really beginner friendly for someone who just wants to be able to, um, you just, 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 it's straightforward, right? You don't wanna have to read between the lines and, and figure all this stuff out and look at candlestick charts and everything. Like right. nobody wants to do that when they're brand new. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a great place to start for a newbie investor or even more seasoned investors. Like you said, you're familiar Correct. with it and Correct. I, I love my Robinhood account. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a great place to start. How much did you start it off with? Five, ten dollars, twenty? Yeah, probably I started yeah, about probably five or ten dollars. Okay. And then once I was like, Oh, this thing is cool, I did transfer a lump sum, but okay. I didn't invest it. So you okay. you can still transfer if you guys don't know, because I was talking to my I finally got my sister after two years, got her to create a Robinhood account a few months ago. Um and I told her, I was like, You can start, just put a dollar there, but you don't need to buy anything yet. So um yeah, I transferred a, a lump sum of cash, but I still didn't do anything with it until I felt comfortable. But yeah, I had about a thousand bucks or so there and I was slowly, slowly making decisions with that. And um Robinhood's cool too, because I don't know if you get excited about free stuff like I do. I'm so cheap. I'm frugal. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm but, frugal. But, but, but you know, so I, I got a word for that. Yeah, because some people uh -huh. me as well. I call it fiscally responsible. Hey, exactly. Let me use that next time. <laughs> next time I'm uh, at the store using my coupons. Exactly, I'm like, well, right. I'm fiscally responsible. I'm building wealth here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's cool because you can, like I said, it's just like you can you can start baby steps. You don't have to invest anything right away. Um, just let yourself get comfortable, but it's cool. And, and Robinhood, they give you a, a free stock. And I was really excited about that free stock. It's funny though, because they're like, oh, here's IBM or here's Amazon. Like you can get a free stock and they don't give you any of those for free. They give you, Sorry. I got Groupon. Oh, Groupon, <laughs> I got, gotcha. I got Groupon, I don't, it's, I don't know, it's trading at like a dollar <laughs> now, but I was still really excited to have something for free, but it's cool because it's like, you, as soon as you open your account, you own something right away. Wow, that's and that does feel good. Yeah. To own something and, and be able to watch what it's doing. So, so let me make sure I gather all this up, Ms. Tangent. Again, because me, you could talk for hours on this one because I think we're <laughs> on the same page on this right here. I hear I was tired because I was working my side hustle. I was doing things that was not fun. I was, uh, 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 I invested $5 initially. Actually, I invested, my sister had to watch me go through the fire first before I invested. Because a, a lot of times people want to see you. Let me see her lose her money. Then I'll put my money back. <laughs> That's what happens with a lot, a lot of people. And that the, is true. <laughs> the discipline and all of this came, you, you, bought, you bowled all this together. You got a great product in terms of pay down your debt, your discipline, and your, your trajectory path is nothing but success. I take it. Amen. Hopefully. So, so exactly, exactly. But for my, and my point, because yes. she, she's signaling me like, Mike, we need to wrap it up. Wrap so. it up. <laughs> so, but, but what I, I will say, we ask every guest to be on the show, give us two great golden nuggets. What you want to give out there to the viewers about investing, just anything you want to give. Go ahead and go. So the first bit is to always keep learning. Um, and, and whatever that means to you, I'm a reader. I, and I, it seems like you are readers too. Are readers are leaders. Hey, I say that all the time. That's right. Readers are leaders. leaders. And I am always reading new finance books. Um, mm. So I think that's really important. Even if, even if you're not paying off debt, right? Even if you're not someone who's in a position like that, just they say, you know, money makes the world go round and learning how to manage money and how to invest your money is really important for yourself. And then also for future generations, for your kids and grandkids. So mm -hmm. I'd say if you can make it a goal to read at least one 
personal finance book per month. I think that's very, very important with getting comfortable. And um, just that second bit, you, you touched on it is, is, discipline. You have to be really, really disciplined. You have to put your blinders on and have tunnel vision, mm. cut out the noise, cut out mm. the distractions, worry about your damn self, focus on you and what mm. you have going on and be just be, you know, a- attack those goals with complete tenacity mm. and, and you'll get to where you want to be. And then it becomes easy. You know, it's, yes. it's kind of like a muscle. Discipline is like a muscle. Once you exercise it, kind of once you train yourself and, and you mm. keep exercising, it, it's it. second nature. It's easy to, to do what's best for you, but always educate yourself with personal finance. So always mm. keep, whether it's listening to podcasts, and Correct. whether it's the heavy group real estate show. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So gotcha. you can listen, you can listen to podcasts, you can read books, you can read mm. blog articles, but co- mm. make, financial education a consistent part of your life and in be disciplined in everything you do not just with your finances be completely mm. disciplined in your life and i think you will be successful and take action a lot and of people boy, they, 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 they read <laughs> yes. twenty thousand books and, and and be like i'm gonna start next week you be like it's been five years and went past yep exactly i'm like oh you're still in that same spot still same, in that spot. same spot same you're spot. right you're right so i guess i'll throw a bonus one just do it get just, started that's it just like the night commercial all right miss tangy uh Thank you for coming on our show. Look, we really, really appreciate it. And I would say, oh, by the way, you got about 35,000 followers. I need some of them people. So please <laughs> like and share our content. So this way we can have continued success. Please like and subscribe, people. It's the Heavy Group Real Estate Show. Oh, that was such a great, great episode with Tangie Sales. Listen, I want to thank you all for always tuning in. And please, please, please like and subscribe. That can really help us out. We'll see you next time.